Welcome back everybody to Top Shelf, a guide to high quality leadership, spirits, and everything in between. All right, all right, all right. Christmas edition. <laughs> That's how Clint does it. Um, welcome back. I just am excited about this last episode before the holiday break. And uh, me and Clint were sitting here talking, you know, what could we start the day with uh, to share with all you out there? And we came up with traveling during the holidays. And if any of you are trying to do it or planning to do it, how does it make you feel? And Clint, you know, you asked me, because uh, you know I'm going to Hawaii for Christmas. How does it make me feel? And to be honest, what it makes so you're normally a, a Grinch, like 360 Ooh. days Ouch. of the year. Ouch. You're in such a, you're leaving what two days, three days? He's, he's in the best mood ever, this guy. Like, oh. He's so excited mm. to go. Like, mm. I'm uh, already there. I'm already there. You're a new Jason. You're I'm, a already, new Jason. I'm already there. Like, I'm in the suntan booth getting, you know, pre cooked. It's, it's going to be awesome. Uh, for me, this trip is well needed. I'm uh, going to Hawaii, going to Maui. I'm excited. So traveling during the holidays for me, I pack light as it is already. Uh, but when I know the destination is awesome, when I know and I can feel it, what I'm walking into, the, the airport, the warmth, the excitement, the, the, it's there. I'm, I'm super happy. Uh, to go is it a little different than like a business trip to Calgary oh geez. (laughs) (laughs) nothing I mean Calgary is a great place that's where people from Edmonton go to holiday Um, but (laughs) so that's that's where the birds fly for the winter Uh, no I I love traveling to Alberta Uh, I really do like a lot of family there um, a lot of relatives uh, do quite a bit of work in uh, Calgary and Edmonton, but but it's different. When I'm traveling for holidays with the family, I, I, I truly enjoy it because I do know that we're going to have a lot of fun on the way there. Know the destination is going to be warm. Know we're going to have a lot of fun. What scares me is the return trip. But before we get there, have you ever forgotten anything? Like I think of like Home Alone. I'm always worst case scenario. You forgot a that, child? Like, like have you? Yeah, all of a sudden you're like, oh, I forgot Kim. Ah. No, I don't think I've forgotten <laughs> children. Uh, we had, we did have a friend. I uh, won't name him. We did a golf trip to Maui a few years ago. Uh, it was it was a specific men's golf trip, and this individual forgot golf shirts. I'm not gonna say his name, but uh, it, was, it was it was sad, and he had to go buy golf shirts. Uh, Clint, uh, what were your thoughts on that? You know, I mean, this person must be like an overthinker, possibly like a savant of some sort. I would imagine very good looking, uh, attractive, bald person. He wanted to buy shirts. Yeah, yeah, that's. The, he was, I, he I was wondering he whether they would shirt. Yeah. That's what I needed. Yes, <laughs> I wanted you to buy me a golf shirt. So. Uh, so, but for me, traveling, yeah, when it's a destination and it's fun, and I get time to spend with my children. To, to watch people come and go is fantastic. Uh, I think there's a lot of lessons to be learned in, in the airport. There's a lot of different cultures, a lot of different people. When the destination's fun, when you're coming back, I'm going to be a little bit on the depressed side. 
And then do I have a couple drinks to come back to just ease into it? Or does that mean I have to go to the washroom a lot and I can't go to the washroom until we're at 30,000 feet? So I mean, there's a lot of pressure. There are a lot of decisions in that airport. What do you normally do? What's your what's your game plan? That's the day before you leave or maybe it's the day of. And like, What are you planning? The day before, before I leave? Um, usually try to keep it low-key, try to purge the system a little bit and try to get ready for flights. Sometimes if I know it's a long flight, if I got a five-hour-plus flight, I'll fast. I won't I won't eat. I'll just have a little bit of water because I don't want to have to use the lavatory or, or have to get up. I uh-huh. just want to sit it out and, and grind it. All right. And nice. then I'll, I'll get up in the aisle and try to stretch, but I, I try to avoid... So grind it out in the seat as opposed yep. to the lavatory. As gotcha. opposed to the lavatory. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, so we're going to wrap that one up. We're going to move into today's episode, uh, episode four. Excited to share with everybody. We're going to talk about community leadership and actively working in the community. We're going to talk about stress. This is the stressful time of year with the holidays. And then we're going to hit it up with our... Uh, festive drink um, of the evening the gimlet and uh, clint is going to prepare us a delicious gimlet i'll give you a little bit of history on the gimlet and we'll enjoy that together so feature drink not festive but yeah feature. Oh, it's feature festive yeah, yeah, yeah. it's got i think citrus well, in it if you could see jason he's wearing a christmas shirt right now so i, I didn't get the memo oh. I'm, I'm in my traditional plaid jacket and t-shirt Oh, you're, 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 you're telling people what you're wearing? No, yeah, it's, I just wanted to be festive. Giving them a visual. And yeah. we will be uh, just announcing to everybody, we will be in the studio coming in the new year. We're excited about that. We've got a couple studios that are going to they're gonna allow us <laughs> to, to work. To host us. <laughs> to host, host us, us yes. in their studios. So uh, we'll, we'll tell you when and where, and, and maybe uh, uh, we'll have it up and, and share that with you guys. And hopefully you guys want to see us. We'll be dressed for success, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a proper podcast, uh, video and all. So pretty excited about that. I cannot, you know, honestly, like what I wanted to yell out earlier is I can't believe we're doing episode four. It seemed like yesterday we're doing episode one. And I know it's only been a few months here, but it's incredible that we're on four. It's I can't wait for five and six. This is five, I think we're getting better. It's, the, it's happening. The it's jury's happening. out. The jury's <laughs> out. <laughs> People are listening, so hey, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about community leadership, and, and I didn't want to talk about community as our own company team leadership. I wanted to talk about community leadership in our own um, where we where we live and and culturally building it up and bringing people in our community together. And what are some of the skills and traits that we as leaders can instill in in our community and uh, hand our knowledge off to make our community stronger? Great. So when we think about building within our community, uh, it's the the sum of many uh, with the voice of one. So we want to inspire the community to ensure success. Um, it could be a food drive, which is this time of year where, where everyone is is kind of struggling a little bit, especially with uh, the markets and, and the recession. It could be coaching a sport sporting team. And Jay, it could, sorry, just, I'll cut you off real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, I just actually heard on the way in, the food banks, so the Greater Vancouver Food Bank, the Food Bank of Surrey, they're seeing unprecedented numbers right now, or precedented, precedented, yes, uh, numbers right now. They're saying that they cannot keep up 
Um, so just a real quick hit here. Like if you guys, anybody on the that's listening right now, if you have extra peanut butter, uh, formula for babies, diapers, that type of stuff, now's the time to do the donation because a lot of people are struggling. A lot of people need them. So yeah, just a, just a shameless shout out for the food banks. Yeah, that's and I remember uh, Clint, myself, and Clint and the and the company we used to work for. We actually did a food drive and, and we brought all of our staff together to do it. It was fantastic. Um, so giving back to that community. So where, where I was there when we're, we're talking about building a community, uh, it's helping helping people around us. Um, and they might not be within our community. And, and Clint, you were mentioning that we, we live in Coquitlam and poor Coquitlam, but you went out of your way to last year to help support the Abbotsford uh, community when the floods broke out. And, you know, that was kind of heartfelt for me that you went all that way to support not your immediate community, but just the general community because you're you're a good human being. Yeah, you know, you feel for these people, you feel for the families, uh, the businesses, the farmers, um, the animals that passed away or perished in, in the floods. And and for anybody listening, I'm sure you're aware last year, almost to the date, was when the when the big floods happened in Abbotsford and yeah. and the Fraser River uh, overflowed, but. Um, you know, I, there's little I can do right now from a financial perspective. Um, so I know that uh, donating my time, uh, and even that, that's tough for me. I mean, there's a lot of barriers I face personally where I have a an inability physical to challenge. face physical yep. challenges. Yep. Yeah, even just sitting here, it's, it's tough for me. But I, I, I thought, hey, I'm going to get up, and it's worth the pain because there's people that are suffering far worse than I am, and and I'm going to get it done. So. Yeah, and you you help build cohesion. You built a ecosystem for change and growth, and even you helping and you coordinating some efforts. You're passing on some of your leadership skills that you've taken and and shared and learned from other folks, and and passing it to the next generation of people, and showing that goodwill and um, and knowledge. And that's what good, strong leaders do is we, we pass on the knowledge. We, we gain the knowledge, but we pass it on and, and we build and we inspire. Yeah, you know, I, I wanted to set a good example for my kids as well and, you know, explaining to them what I was doing and why that was important. Um, and it's, you know, a direct comparison to what we were talking about earlier as well before the podcast on why people don't volunteer, Right. We, we wrote it up on the board here. So, you know, people are too busy. Um, they don't know how to support or how to get involved. Maybe they're not tied into a social media and understand the need. Or I actually talked to a lot of people like, I didn't even know there was a flood in Abbotsford. Honestly, some people just, they're not aware of the local news, yeah. let alone the global news. Yeah. Um, poor communication. I, I supported this, uh, this specific group that was making food for the, the families that were affected. And the only reason why I knew is because I followed them on social media and they had reached out to me and asked if I could help. Right. Super easy, great communication. They were with me every step of the way. They made it flawlessly easy for me to get out there and actually support. But if I didn't have that connection... I may not have known and it would have been tough, right? So if you are somebody that's looking for support, um, if you're running an organization, if you're working at a food bank, I think social media is a great platform to really get your name and, and your message out there. And, and you got to market it. You got to make sure yeah. it's getting to the right people. Make it easy for people. Yeah. And I think you need to be on all different platforms as, as a, a group or an organization that's looking for support. You got to be on all of the platforms because not everyone's on social media. That's right. You, you may need to be on television 
I know Global and a few of the local TV um, uh, stations uh, allow spots for, for these types of things. But you have to put yourself out there and be very clear with what you need. And that's one of the things people are just too busy or they just don't know how. They, they might not be aware that they can maybe not have the funds, the financial funds to help, but maybe they can fill sandbags. Maybe they can teach their kids something about a beach cleanup or a lake cleanup or a river cleanup or helping with their their muscles or a vehicle to haul some hay to some horses or some cattle that need food. And so it's, it doesn't always have to be uh, donations at a at a Walmart till or at a at a bay till where you're donating money. It could be with you know physical support and a life lesson for your children. And maybe um, that life lesson for your children creates um, an environmentalist, and and they follow that path. Well, you know, maybe you're getting your kids out there with you. Um, yeah, maybe sweet. you're bringing their friends from school, uh, their classmates. I mean, you can get your local school involved. There's so many different opportunities. But, you know, and we're going to talk about this later about stress and how to motivate yourself and everything else. But um, you got to do it. it. You know, it's there's the lazy folks out there that just will never do it. Or, well, that's never going to happen to me. Or that's not in my city, like we were talking about earlier. But if you're not doing it, whether it's monetary donations or it's physical support, I mean, you know, I'm a big believer in karma. We talked about karma, karma earlier. Yeah. You would hope that if you needed that help, that people would come to your aid. But if you're not going to give it, you can't expect to receive it, right? Yeah. Good deeds. Every good deed. Um, so, it, you know, we could probably continue this discussion about community. And, and I'd love to hear feedback from the, the listeners. We will switch topics and, and Clint kind of led into it a little bit with, you know, our next topic, which is stress um, and stress management, stress with leadership. We are at a, a juncture or time and that we've kind of not been to. It's unprecedented. We go through COVID for a couple years and then the economy kind of it has an upswing and now we're in a you know recessionary times um and you know what does those impacts to you as a leader when it comes to managing stress and clint is just about ready to have a sip it, so holiday season is upon us uh, it is the most stressful time of the year, and I'll share just a stat because I want to shock and awe you to start this off. The number one day for heart attacks, surprisingly, is Christmas Day. So if you think about it, Christmas Day is when most heart attacks, this is a stat, uh, stat from Stats Canada, um, done for 2022, Christmas Day is the highest day number one for heart attacks and so i mean that could be due to drinking uh, different foods you're eating um, less activity because of the christmas holiday break it could be stress for getting packages and then from a business perspective it's it's year end there's the holiday parties we talked about in episode three 
and just taking care of ourselves. And we kind of lose sight of taking care of ourselves during the the Christmas break. We are, you know, in, you know drinking alcohol. We are, you could know, maybe self medicating. Could I just add that? Or just make a point here is, you know, I don't know. If I was a listener listening right now, I would be thinking, like, what a bummer, right? Yeah, Christmas Day. Like, you know, what'd you get for Christmas this year? It's like, well, I got a, the new OLED switch and, and dad died of a heart attack. Like, what a bad, like, that is Bad terrible. karma, yeah. It, well, it, well, it's terrible that that yeah. happens. The number one day of the year is on Christmas Day. But it's also terrible you mentioned getting the switch first and then your dad died. <laughs> so... I would have led with my my father passed away and I got the switch. I'm but, really excited about the switch. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, drawing back people into it to ease you know we, we the lighter side of it. But you, you know, we need to monitor how we are living. And as leaders, are we supporting our people? Uh, are we listening to them? Are 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 they stressed out? Are we engaged with them? Are we asking them for additional work, additional support? And for the companies that have your year end um, in December, at the end of December, why do we choose that as our cutoff date? We know that that is the most stressful time of the year. We have the most heart attacks Christmas Day. So half your staff maybe not even make it if you're a smaller company. But why do we choose Christmas, you know, December 31st as our year end? When we could choose any uh, month, it could be February, it could be August. We were talking about that, you know. And, and I think it's 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 because it's easy, right? It's easy in the sense from like an accounting perspective. It's it's your your fiscal year end is actually the calendar year end, and so everything lines up perfectly, you know. And from a your filing for taxes perspective, all those things, right? So you can imagine from an accounting perspective, it's easy, but the stress it puts on your employees. Is that worth it? You know, is there we do a cost benefit analysis? And there are a lot of companies, major corporations and small companies as well, that have a fiscal year end at the end of August. I've worked for a few myself. Yeah. And they do that because they do not want to put that stress on the people at the end of December, right? So Yeah. And we used to fear uh, month end and and uh, it was a couple of the bigger organizations worked out you know, I wanted to have shirts made. I survived month end. But now <laughs> now we're talking about literally physically surviving year end I, I survived another financial call <laughs> it's it's crazy to me um i i've set up my company so that my year end is actually february to reduce the stress on myself and and the staff so that we could we could have some buffer time and i know too that most companies do a lot of their pre-planning for the next fiscal year spend during that january february month when it slows when it slows down and there's, and there's less pressure. Um, so, but it's something that I just wanted to throw out there, get people's opinion on. And another, you know, bummer in this time of year from stress. Stress also leads to flu season. And I, I heard it's a new term for the, another wave of COVID. But, you know, stress uh, weakens our immunity. Drinking alcohol weakens our immunity, and so now we're more susceptible to getting sick, and and that it just adds to this whole, you know, month of of we need to take we need to learn to take care of ourselves. And Clint, you mentioned to me, take a break. You yeah. know, know when let, your body will tell you, you know when to take a break. Go for a walk in nature. Well, you know, and I wanted to talk 
a little bit about you know being a leader and being stressed in the workplace right and i i found that what that did to me was it, it definitely shortened my temper with my with my staff with um with some of my internal clients even even external clients i got a little bit sharper a little bit snappier um a loss of focus which obviously leads to you know in the long run failure to perform in your job and then and you carry that back to your your life as well right so you know some of the steps i took was prioritizing myself and um and self-care uh, basically taking care of myself structuring my life a bit more uh, making sure that i actually took breaks took time out of my day now i'm not talking take an hour lunch break those happen those are great right. um but you know as a leader you, you got to be on all the time your phone's always on and you got to be there for your your employees got to be there for your customers um but take a five or ten minute break every couple hours maybe even every hour if you need it and and just go just, for a walk just get a reset it's a reset yeah, absolutely reset. go grab yeah. a coffee uh, go check in, check in on other people's mental health or their stress. How are they doing, right? Do they need any support? Um, but even as a leader, one thing we always fail to do, and I know I'll preach it to the day I die, but but you just don't do it, but you ask for help. You got to ask for help. And it's like, well, who am I going to ask? I'm the leader, right? Well, you have a leader, you have a boss, you have somebody maybe in the industry that you know, knows just as much as you do, or has been down this road before. Reach out to people, reach out to that, get that Rolodex out and reach out. So um, don't be afraid to ask for help. And you know, that segues into don't be afraid to say no, or hey, you know what? I'm unable to support this at this time because I'm a bit overloaded. Um, I might be able to shuffle a few things around, delegate a bit, that helps with relieving some pressure. Um, but don't be afraid to actually have that conversation. We're all yes people. We want to say yes to everything, but that's going to cause that, that stress. Yeah, yeah, and, and no is not a bad word. I mean, you could frame it a little bit too, but it's okay to say no, right? Don't don't feel as though you have to carry the weight of uh, the, the whole company on your shoulders. That's why you have people, you ask for support, and you, and you put a plan together to execute together, as opposed to trying to take everything on yourself. New t-shirt idea. Oh, new, new t-shirt. Too much yes equals stress. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, he's... He's knocking him out here today, everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Put it on the tee. He's just creating new stuff. You, yeah, you set him up, I'll knock him down. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's, I mean, you know, stress for me, I'll give you a few pointers that um, I've used that are, for me, successful. And I've been in numerous meetings and uh, felt some stress. Uh, I do a four square breathing technique um, where I will draw um, a square on my thigh. So if I'm under the, the ta boardroom table, I'll take my index finger. I'll draw uh, the first two lines and I'll breathe in for four seconds. And then I'll draw the finish, the, the um, square and exhale for four seconds. And that helps me reset. I do that a few times. It helps me reset when I have enough time. I'll actually go and uh, meditate for 10 minutes or 20 minutes until I can find my that that spot where I've let go and I've let my muscles and, and the, the stresses go. There's tons of videos for people that don't know how to meditate. And I was one of those ones that thought meditation was maybe not for me, but opening up to it and allowing myself to uh, try it out 
the 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 walkthrough videos on uh, YouTube. There's five minutes. There's ten minutes. There's twenty minutes. There's thirty minutes. I I do ten or twenty. Sit quietly. It really allows me mentally to reset, and I'm gonna be fresh and, and sharper with that that quick mental break and uh, a little bit of quiet time. Would you say to anybody that's not interested in meditating or they've tried it, maybe it doesn't work, they've got an active brain. Um, that's a monkey mind. Yeah, yeah monkey, yeah, they monkey got mind. something going on that, yep. that's just not working for them. That maybe just picking up a hobby or picking up some, some sort of interest um, that yep. takes their mind off of what stresses them out. Yeah, that's the physical ones. You mean, you know, joining a uh, bowling league, basketball league, hockey. Then there's the non-active ones. There's, you know, reading or puzzles or Sudoku. For the people that you know don't want to be active, I mean, there's there's lots of different ways of uh, releasing tension. It's that's hard, yeah. Especially if you're in work and you're like, I'm stressed out. I'm gonna go play a pickup basketball game. Well, that's not gonna happen. You, you do need to find uh, a less impactful, shorter term outlet to to take that time. Yeah, I was doing some research on stress um, and ways to avoid it, and they talked about that quite a bit, right? Breathing activities, uh, meditation, yoga, all that stuff. Uh, One big thing that always hit on everything I was looking at was staying fit and staying active. Now, a lot of people have mobility issues and they can't do it, but uh, one of the things I've always lived by in my life was, you know, just because you can't um, do something as well as you used to be able to do it. Like I did a triathlon once when I was younger. And so I went through a phase of my life where I stopped working out. Cause I'm like, well, I used to do triathlon, so I don't really need to work out. And I stopped doing anything at all. And then my body started kind of falling apart. Um, my motto now is just do something. So it's like, whether that's like go for a five minute walk, which 99% of the people listening can probably do. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah get mobile like get out and get some fresh air go for a walk um you know maybe maybe do maybe look at some yoga or some meditate like just do something where you're kind of active you're, you're yeah, active, active. Yes. and you can be mentally active too for the, for the folks that are super active you know the runners and, and the, the the leaders out there that are already uber active you can do mental uh challenges and also uh, get the results from that as well for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that leads to, you know, and it's a bigger conversation. We won't go down that rabbit hole of like um, healthy eating oh, yeah. and not smoking and, and watching your alcohol intake. And Well, let's not talk about that right now. Yeah, it's Christmas time. You're bumming me up. No. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I, are you any more on it? I mean, there's a lot of stress. Uh, I mean, we, we all suffer from it. And you can't avoid it. For sure. Because there's just sure. deadlines, there's times, there's shopping, there's... Right now, this time of year, Christmas, we want everything to be perfect. We want, you know, to have the best time ever. Uh, unfortunately, I just told you that Christmas Day could, you know, be the day uh, you know, of having a heart attack. Let's let's change that. We know it now. We have the results. Let's uh, let's reverse. Let's have less moving forward. I agree. No, I agree. And, and, and again, I, I think I said earlier is. You know, this could be a rabbit hole conversation. There's so much to talk about with regards to stress and uh, stress mitigation. And you got to do what works for yourself, right? And that's going to take some time. And figure out what works for you. For me, I like to read books. It takes my yeah, mind off everything. I, you know, but I also have to be in a quiet place. So I, just, I struggle with that, having two kids at home. And, 
you know, there's always a laundry list of things to do. So, you know, stress always finds its way back into my life very quickly. So I, I really try to um, cherish those moments I have where I'm alone and I get to be stress-free and do my own thing. So, but find what works for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say this because Clint does, you know, reach out. If you are stressed out and you, you don't know what to do, phone somebody call uh, have somebody come meet you don't don't do it alone then um, I'll say that you know mental health is real this is not some fake thing if you need help you know call somebody get the help you need don't 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 try to figure it out alone yeah and, and don't you know and on the topic of alcohol and everything else don't don't self-medicate um, yeah. leave that to the professionals uh, it's easy to go down the rabbit hole of saying, uh, and I've said that word. To, a lot of rabbit holes. Yeah, a lot of rabbit holes in this room. But the, it is. I mean, you're starting to drink, you're, especially around the holidays. And maybe you think you found that stress reliever and you continue that on after the holidays. It never ends well for anybody. And that's from personal experience and just knowing folks that have gone down that road. It's just you got to reach out for professional help. And most of us, especially living in Canada, we have those avenues readily available to us. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. So, okay, um, we are about to entertain you with a gimlet. Now, I'll give you a little bit of history while Clint works his magic. Oh, he's making a huge mess. The gimlet, I'll give you the history. Uh, promoted and drunk by British officers in the 19th century. Citrus juice was a gift from the gods to the sailors, as it prevented them from catching scurvy. Yeah, uh, but it, it, interesting story because it has the vitamin C in 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 scurvy was a vitamin C deficiency um, plague or or disease. It was brutal. It was painful, and, and at times uh, it was deadly. So we're having uh, a gimlet and. Uh, Clint right now is squeezing fresh limes uh, into a shaker, mixer, glass. But he's making a huge mess. Like, there's lime everywhere. It's, it's not an easy process. I probably should have squeezed the limes before I came. But if we made the drink prior then and we're going to do this live, it would take away from you know the action for the people. That's true. So yeah, a gimlet's going to be three quarters of an ounce of simple syrup. Uh, simple syrup is just a water and granulated sugar combo that you heat up, and so a fifty-fifty or like a yeah, like you, equal you parts. Melt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you heat that up until the sugar melts, and then you've got yourself some simple syrup. You can also buy simple syrup. You're going to get two ounces of gin. Uh, today we're using the Juniper Gin. Uh, it's crisp and it's dry. You want a dry gin. So this is a dry gin from our local uh, Provincial Spirits. Great uh, local spirit uh, company in Port Coquitlam. And then three quarters of an ounce of freshly squeezed lime juice, which is what I just... Uh, I think I put about a quarter of an ounce on the table. Um, and you garnish with a, uh, with a lime wedge. So uh, Jason's putting ice in the glass. There is no ice in the glass, but but we can do it with ice in the glass. Um, the ice goes into the shaker. Um, you know, yeah, you know what? We're we're making it happen here. So ice in the shaker. Uh, this is a this is a cocktail. This is a cocktail that's generally served in a martini glass. 
Um, but I also have had it in a rocks glass. Uh, you know, no need to be fancy here, folks. Clint is now adding the gin. Nice heavy pour. Nice two ounces. He will add a bit more gin. <laughs> okay, we're six ounces. A couple drops for the book. He will add the simple syrup, which he has not done yet. And he pre-made um, on the stove. It's easy, to, super easy to make, uh, just over um, your, your stove. Okay, and we've added our simple syrup. We'll post the res uh, recipe on our Twitter feed. He's gonna shake it. What is the uh, feed? Twitter, oh, it's uh, top shelf, one, two, three, four, five, uh, at Twitter, so. Real original. Oh, shaking it. Now I'm, I'm figuring this is kind of effervescent with the lime and the gin um, over the ice with a little bit of the simple syrup. Okay, comes out um, very fast. A little, it looks like almost. I would say to tell everybody right now, it looks like lemonade when it's when it's coming out. Um, you can see the little bit of the uh, lime juice. Yeah, you get a bit of froth in there. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. That's au naturel. Very um that would, uh, very you, wouldn't dry. Get, you wouldn't get scurvy with that for sure. No, it's that's tart and delicious. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank like sweet tarts. It's one of yeah. my favorite drinks. That's why I introduced that today. It's our feature drink. It's the Gimlet from Provincial Spirits and the Limes from Superstore. And you know what, people? <laughs> we won't be getting scurvy if we're drinking this. And at the, t at the end of this time of year, it's perfect. Vitamin C with the lime juice fighting the common cold. Yeah, no, good point, good point. All right, and so wrapping up, I believe our final episode until 2023. Maybe we'll pump something in before, but I think this is the final one. We're signing off for 2022. I'm going to miss you. Love you guys out there, Clint. Uh, happy New Year. Be safe. Don't drink and drive. And, um, yeah, love you too. We'll see you in 2023. All right.